After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. We are sponsored here today by Prize Picks. Use the code 5, F-I-V-E. Get your initial deposit matched up to $100. That's our official fantasy sponsor. And Better Edge, our official gambling sponsor. Both of these are legal in the state of Florida. BetterEdge.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's the number 5RSN. And get $20 to play. Today, we're going to give you two interviews for media day we actually conducted six interviews we'll be rolling these out throughout the week as we're covering training camp we'll start with josh richardson and nicole Yovich. Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back for Five on the Floor. We're here at Kasaya Center, Miami Heat Media Day, and I'm looking to my left, and I'm just wondering... Wait, what are you doing here? Uh, we've got Josh Richardson back after a few years in the wilderness. We're going to speak to you about that specifically. As you go around this facility, does it has it hit you yet? Like that you were gone, but you're back, and this seems like this is where you always wanted to be. Uh, I mean, it seems kind of normal now, you know, from working out here all summer and stuff like that. Um, it kind of feels like I never really left, honestly. It's just work now i'm back <laughs> and a lot of the people that were here when you were here are still here there are others that are gone obviously i'm not just talking about on the team but yeah. others as, but it seems like nobody ever leaves this organization uh not for long but i, I did want to talk to you about your years away um because here you know you had developed from a second round pick who played as a rookie uh contributed deep into the playoffs as a rookie and then you were primary scorer for this team and then you're sent off and I guess four other teams um, in the meantime. Uh, Did you – one of the things I heard when I was talking to writers up in Philadelphia is that you would talk to them about, like, things you missed from Miami. Is that that fair? Did I hear correctly about that? Like, that there were just things that were not the same maybe in other organizations as they were here? It's just different, you know. Like, uh, just small stuff. But, yeah, when I got to Philly, that was, like, my first taste of something outside of, like – you know, seeing this every day. So I was a little thrown off, like, why, why aren't you guys doing this? Like, why are you doing it this way? Like, well, why wouldn't you do it this way? That makes more sense. And so, yeah, I was kind of like, kind of like a nagger a little bit, like nagging a little bit. Like, they were kind of like, like, yeah, just wants to this way. And I was like, well, it just makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> 
you're, you're kind of like in the office, like the guy in the back, you know, the office sitcom, like kind of in the back saying, like, why don't we do it? That's what I heard, actually. I heard that you were kind of a nag, but in a good way. Like, yeah, it, like, it, like it, you just, just wanted things to be done the right the, way. Yeah, for the betterment of, like, our team and, like, the organization. I mean, great organization, of course, but, I mean, every, every organization is different, and, you know what I'm saying, and everyone has improvements that they can make, so... Let me get into that then. Without naming the specific four organizations, I assume you probably had a good experience in San Antonio because most people do. But I just want to, like, give me one thing that the Heat do that other organizations don't. Like, for, for people who don't understand, because we talk about Heat culture and all that stuff, but, I mean, that's just that's a catchphrase at this point. Like, what is it that Miami does that you don't see other places do? It could be a small thing. Um... That's a good question. I've I've I came so far away from <laughs> letting that stuff bother me now. I don't even think about it anymore. Uh, I mean, I'll just probably say like, I guess like accountability. Just like everywhere isn't, doesn't hold players accountable like you, they do here, like across the board. And I think that was probably my first like big shell shock. When you come to work here every day, there's an expectation level. End of day, end of season, end of all. Yeah, just like little, just li- just not even like big stuff, just like little stuff, just like a little accountability. Like here, like if you're 10 minutes late, it's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like be on time. Like some other places, it's just like, oh yeah, we'll wait 45 minutes. It's like, no, we shouldn't be waiting 45 minutes. Like what, what are we doing? It's just like, just little stuff. So you come back and your honest assessment of this are you a better player than when you left? Are you a different player than when you left? Because, you know, when you were in a couple of situations that were not winning situations. So even though you were with a winning organization in San Antonio, it was not it has not been a winning situation lately. So I think people kind of forgot about you. Like, we had to, to watch what well, we've been watching, like, video of you over the past, like, four years to catch up. I mean, we know what you were here, but we don't know what you were necessarily somewhere else. Are you, do you think you're a better player at age 30 now than you were when you left here? Definitely a different player. Um, definitely a different player. I feel like I see the court a lot better now and um, just see the game a little different. Like, it's slowed down for me quite a bit. Um, just, like, from how I comprehend things on the court. Um, I'm probably not flying through the air as much anymore. <laughs> just, like, doing crazy stuff. But, you know, it's it's different. You know what I'm saying? I'm still effective in different ways on the court, and I still – you know what I'm saying, and, and very vocal, very, like, expressive in how I play. But, yeah, things are different. So, Josh, uh, one thing that immediately came to mind when the Heat picked you up again, other than, you know, it's it's cool to have you back. Everybody was a fan of you here. You obviously were somebody who spent a lot of time hanging out with fans, hanging out in the community, doing stuff in the community when you were here. Another aspect that came to mind is the reuniting of the hmm club with Bam, even though we're missing a couple of members. Um, I, I had asked Bam earlier about what it was like to bring you back. He, he thinks he said that you're going to shock some people. So I wanted to kind of get your idea on what it is that might shock people about you. You know, I know he asked you about what's different since you've changed, but being back on the floor with Bam, being back on the Heat, what do you think is there from your game that people are going to be like, okay, all right, what can they expect from you? Uh... Uh, I mean, there's not, like, a, a huge shock factor to anything. I don't know. Like, I don't know. You just got to see. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I've been working. I'm ready, you know what I'm saying, to, to do whatever the team needs. So, you know, it could be something different every night. Um, like he said, I feel like people, since I've been moving around, kind of like forgot what I can do. But, I mean, I still average double figures every season I've been in the league. So it's not like I'm just like going places and not doing nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just different, different situations to where, you know, it's not – some of them are super conducive to me. Some of them are like San Antonio is great. I love San Antonio. Like great, hands down, love it. Would would probably still be there if we was like really like trying to com- like compete last year, because like I love everything that they do down there. But you know, it's just everywhere is different. The, can I say one more thing? The numbers also loved you by the way in your time in San Antonio. And I heard you speak about San Antonio and how much you enjoyed the time with Pop. How much did you learn there, and how much do you think can be can be applied to the, the Heat's current situation? Um, boy, Pop, Pop, God, I love Pop. I love Pop. And, like, the whole staff, Becky Hammond, when she was there, was the first coach that really kind of took me under her wing and was, like, working with me there. But <clears throat> it taught me patience. It taught me, you know, I was really, like, a leader on that team, like a voice. Like, the first year, DJ DeJounte was still there. That's my brother. But, <clears throat> I mean, when he left, it really kind of pushed me into a vocal, like, leadership role. And that was, like, the first time I was really like that since probably here. And so, you know, being older, learning – picking up little things from other teams on the way of, you know, teaching me about myself and the sport has been great. So hopefully I can bring that little briefcase back here. Despite what happened in those two NBA finals, I would say there's probably more respect between those two organizations, the Spurs organization, the Heat organizations, than pretty much any other organizations in the NBA. I know between Pat and Pop, between Spo and Pop, that's always existed. One part of your game, though, that has kind of jumped out to us, and I'll let Brady jump in here as well, is that you know you've been shooting you know in the mid to high 30s from three um you know since you left pretty much and we saw that you had that one month here in miami i remember it as a rookie where you were like 52 percent or something like that just five threes in the last game to break the record (laughs) (laughs) i know you were off the charts during that period of time but it it strikes me because spo always has this attitude of let it fly wants you to take more threes And when we look at this roster right now, we're like, okay, Max isn't here anymore. Gabe isn't here anymore. They took a, a lot of three-pointers. Obviously, Tyler still can. Kevin can. There'll be others who, who do that. But do you want to up that attempt number, and do you think that you can still shoot that kind of percentage with higher volume? Yeah, I think I can. I think it will be a little uncomfortable for me at first, for sure, because, I mean, I haven't really been a volume three-point shooter since my fourth year here when I was shooting probably like seven a game. And so... The last few years, I've probably been shooting like three a game. But, uh, I mean, when I really get in the flow of things, though, like in a game, like I'm rolling, like I don't really even think about it. And especially here where I'll be getting those looks, I'll be moving around, then I think the I think it can kind of be like a natural thing. There's been a lot of talk with this roster about maybe the lack of true point guards and maybe a lot of kind of hands on deck and everybody kind of filling that role. I'm just curious what you think of the, the combo between you and Tyler in a backcourt and what you've seen from him and how you guys think you can play off each other. Is that something you feel offensively could fit kind of seamlessly right away? Uh, I think it can. That's a good question, actually, because I don't know about the point guard situation. So I don't, I don't really know what's going to happen, who's going to be bringing it up. We don't either. But so, yeah, so we probably know as good as y'all know. But, yeah, I mean, Tyler is a great scorer, great handler. I mean, I can handle and I can get guys to spots. So, really, 
I mean, whatever whatever needs to be done. If I'm getting pressured, I don't have a problem just getting off it and pass it to him. If he's getting pressured, I'll bring it up. If both of us are getting pressured, screen, we can play. It's not a big deal. So um, I guess we'll figure it out on the fly. I think one thing we do anticipate, though, is that defensively there are some lineups that you guys can throw out there that can give teams a lot of problems. I mean, you, Jimmy, Bam, Caleb, Haywood is like one lineup that we were just <laughs> we we're just talking to Haywood about. Like, there's some lockdown stuff that you guys can do late. How do you feel? Two things related to Jimmy. One is obviously you were traded for each other. Has that come up at all since you've come back? No, nah, it hasn't. He hasn't said anything to you about that. I'm surprised. No, nah, we haven't. Okay, so that's the first. And second, how do you think of one of the things we've been kind of excited to see and we've kind of diagrammed a lot is how you and Jimmy will look defensively together, playing on and off the ball together. We know Jimmy loves to play center field, and, and obviously he's great at that kind of stuff. How do you see the defensive fit with Jimmy when you're both? Because you're going to be on the floor together a lot, I would assume. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of potential there. Um, he's a very active defender. Off the ball, he's like a, a safety, you know what I'm saying? And I can be pesky on the ball, you know what I'm saying? I can use, I get handsy, I get, you know, kind of try to speed guys up, make tough plays. You know what Bam is going to do. So, um, I mean, I think we can make it tough for teams if we really, you know, lock in and, and kind of work the kinks out and figure out everybody's tendencies. Since you've gone, they've really upped the volume on, like, the, the zones and the pressing and everything. And I think the first thing a lot of people thought of when they got you was you at the top of a 2-2-1 press and kind of just what do you think of being put in that in that type of system? I'm so, I'm so excited about it. Um, I was senior year of college. I was a defensive All-American at the top of a zone. Here, myself, Derek Jones kind of started the whole zone thing up top. Um, you know, I've seen guys here, Akpala, uh, Caleb, uh, uh, Iguodala, Gabe. Like, they had a lot of pesky guys at the top of that, so I feel like I can fall right back into that. Since you left, um, Bam has emerged into, I mean, he was good then, but obviously now you're talking about multi-time All-Star. Um, should be on the Olympic team next year if he wants to do it, and he, sh- and he should have been Defensive Player of the Year twice already. Um, what have you seen him in terms of his growth as a person, though? Because he talked today about wanting to take more of a leadership role. UD's not here anymore. Kevin's here. You do have some veterans in the room, but, but maybe not as many, and you don't have UD's voice. I, I'm just curious as a friend, because you guys stayed friends through all of this, how have you seen Bam grow? This is maturity, man, and, and just the way he approaches things. Um, his work ethic is off the charts now. Um, and just, like, you know, just hanging out with him. He kind of has a calmness about him now. I mean, he's still joking all the time. Like, all the time. But it's, it kind of has, like, a calmness about him now, which is, like, very important going forward, especially in the position that he's in. I feel like he's battle-tested, so it's kind of added on to that. But, yeah, and, and since I've been here playing pickup with him and stuff, like, he's been using his voice a little bit, a little bit more, so it's exciting. Two more quick things I'll let you go. Josh Richardson here at, at Heat Media Day. Everybody's talked about the conversation with Spo. He doesn't have a lot of those particular conversations to kind of bring a guy in necessarily, but the conversation that he had with you to convince you. At what point had he convinced you in the conversation that this was the right place to be? Was it something specific that he said or some memory that he triggered or anything along those lines? Um, <clears throat> kind of when he was he was kind of telling me, like, the ways that he thinks I can help the team and the ways that he, like, wants 
plans to use me this season. All that added on to like the sentimental value of it to him being like, yo, like we talked about this four years ago. Like it's time. Like the time is here. Like we we try to get you back. Like they tried to. I almost came back twice before, and it didn't happen. Everything didn't work out. And he's like, this is the opportunity that we've been like that we knew would come. Like here we are on the phone. And so he started like speaking about like just the ways that I could help and I was like, That sounds like how I wanna play. So kinda all that added up. So what is it gonna feel like? You're wearing zero. Um there was rumors you may not end up wearing zero, but you're wearing zero. When you get introduced, uh by Mike Biamani and to the home crowd and you're back here and he introduces Josh Richardson potentially as part of the starting lineup because that's something we think could actually happen here. Uh, what is that going to feel like for you? I might cry. Nah, I might not cry. <laughs> but it'll be great. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to probably be cheesing from year to year. I ain't going to lie to you. Like, off the bench, starting lineup, I don't care. But walking on the court, like, with, the, with my jersey on too is going to be definitely a moment for me. Like, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. I probably won't even, like, address it at all on the court when the game starts. I'll probably just walk on and tuck my shirt in and just go play and probably foul somebody or something. <laughs> but but inside, I'll be, like, probably about to burst. What's been your biggest feel-the-love moment in Miami since you came back? Just walking around. Like, I go places like, D-Red, 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 Jose Lito, D-Red. And it's, like, everywhere. It's, like, damn, like, all right, I'm, I'm back home. It's nice. They still allowed to call you Rook too? I mean, I don't love it, but I mean, I am 30, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They call me what they want to call me. It is what it is. Well, you can call him Miami Heat player again. Uh, really appreciate the time. Josh Richardson back here with the Miami Heat. Thanks for joining us on Five on the Floor. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, welcome back to Heat Media Day. We're here with Nikola Jovic, first-round pick of the Miami Heat last season. 
But you come back a little bit different this season. We're going to get into your offseason uh, quite a bit, but I feel like we have to ask you this question because everybody does. It's like we have to like put a scale for you out here because everybody wants to know how much weight did you put on since you came to Miami at the beginning and kind of what was the purpose of that for you? Yeah, I think last year I came here with two, uh, I'm not sure, but I think 217. Let's say around 220. We actually waited today. Uh, I was 237. Now, the weigh-ins with a Pat Riley organization usually make guys a little bit nervous. Um, some guys don't even want to get on the scale. So how were you feeling before that today? And what what was the target for them with you? Uh, I mean, if... For me, it felt amazing. You know, I wanted to see my, myself just get better. And uh, one part of it was to gain weight and uh, start getting stronger. Uh, the we the I'm I'm gonna be real with you. We didn't have a goal. Yeah, the goal was to to try and get stronger, but stay as fast as I was before. No, I didn't want like slow down and uh, be you know look heavy and stuff. So uh, we did a good thing and. Uh, I think I'm even faster and uh, and stronger in the same at the same time. So yeah, we did a great job. You know, guys from the training room are, are doing awesome job. Give me a specific example, if you can, of how that translated for you out of summer league, but then obviously playing with the national team. Something on the court that maybe you couldn't do before that you felt you were able to do during that experience. I feel like I'm getting to the rim a lot easier. I feel like I'm getting to the rim a lot easier. Uh, rebounding is easier. Defending guys is easier. You know, just uh, being a stronger guy in a contact just helps you a lot. And that's the main thing. So, um, honestly, just huge summer for you with the summer league and, you know, uh, representing your country. After all of that, after putting on size, as you guys have talked about, what type of role do you envision yourself playing with the Heat and is it something where you kind of look to a guy like Kevin Love as the format for the type of role you're playing? How much have you learned from him? And do you consider yourself more a four or a five? Does that matter to you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I feel like uh, I can play multiple multiple positions, like I always said. You know, uh, maybe last year they used me more at at. Five, you know, this year they might use me more at four. You know, a national team I play more four, sometimes even three. So it really doesn't matter to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, Kayla, Kayla helped me a lot. Helped me a lot. Just seeing how, uh, what type of player you want to be. You know, I mean, when Kayla first came, you know, uh, Spo was really happy for me because he told me that I'll be able to learn a lot from him and I think I did you know just seeing uh, how he plays and the way he plays and I think he's the perfect example of how you want to look as a you know stretch big uh, and you if you want to stay you know for a, a long long time in the league how you should play and um, uh, I don't know I don't know what my, my, what my role is going to be I'm not even worried about it uh, I'm I'm here to play and help them and uh if coaches and organization feel like I can help them in uh, in different ways, I'll play different roles, and that's it. I want to go through the experience of the national team a little bit more because there's that image of you at the end of it obviously being very emotional because you got to the finish line but then weren't able to kind of get you know get the title like like you wanted to. What for you was the most important part 
of that entire experience. Because I know playing for your country is different than playing for your team, and you had an entire country watching you. Obviously, Jokic was not there. You, you had more of a role than you would have had otherwise. Just if you can go through that a little bit. Um, I mean, it felt amazing. Uh, it felt amazing to be there. Uh, like you said, I got a little emotional. I mean, uh, I care about this, you know. Uh, I care about the sport that I play. I care about the the whole competition thing, you know. And uh, I always wanted to be the best since I was a kid. And uh, uh, I grew up watching those guys, you know, play for the national team. And uh, this year I even played with some of those guys that I watched. So uh, just just being with them on the court and doing such a big thing for our country i mean you guys don't probably don't understand but it's, it's really big for us you know uh we're we're not that big you know there's seven million seven million people out there and uh they watch it you know and they believe in us and knowing you play every game uh and uh, the whole country is watching you and uh you know your family your friends everybody's just cheering for you no matter how who's your teammate what you what team you play for they just want us to win and uh you know we we fell short and uh, it just kind of felt like uh i don't know how to say that it just felt like you know uh, i would not say you disappointed you disappointed your people but something like that you know even though we didn't you know we came up second but still like when you actually get there and you figure out that you could have been first and stuff it's just different were you, were you, I'm going to let Brady get in here but were you aware that the Heat fans were getting up early in the morning like we had we were we do this thing called playback where we watch the games with Heat fans and we had 50 100 150 people like waking up at four in the morning just to watch you I mean we were we were basically promoting it as watch Jovic play <laughs> I mean, did, did you know that Heat fans were paying because you didn't have a chance to show them that much on the court last year just because of the injury and obviously being a rookie and playing time and all that but like you were the featured attraction for Heat fans I mean it was Spone coaching the national yeah. the national team and you were you aware that all that was going on uh I knew I knew coaches were watching uh, and uh, when you end up going on Twitter, you actually figure out the Heat fans are watching. And um, I think we have one of the best fans in the world. And they're great, you know. And they're just not because they support me, because they support everybody. And uh, I'm, I'm happy that actually people were waking up that early to watch my games, you know. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of it. Before I ask you a skill set question, I think everybody always tries to – find your player comp and I think they f have trouble doing it just because you're kind of a unique skill set is there a guy out there maybe you watchers that you think you're trying to be that specifically uh, that specifically uh, no no um, but there is a few guys a few guys one of them is for sure K Love there are other guys for sure uh, actually the guy from Germany France even though he's young I feel like you know he's already been been playing good and you can see the kind of place that he has so i would not say i have the same exact guy that i like i want to be like him but you know i want to be me you know i want to be good in a couple of things so yeah that's kind of and i was also going to ask about uh the specific part of your game like getting the board and going coast to coast seems to be your type is that always been your game playing in the open floor making the right decision it seems like your your contact to the rim you have good body control and all that stuff has that always been you or is that developed over time and i guess how do you want to do that this season, especially with this team that's 
never really high in pace. They usually kind of slow things down. How would you like to do that? Uh, I think I always had a good feeling for that. Just my body was not as good as it was supposed to be. And uh, at this moment, I can do it. I can do it on a high level. And uh, the weird thing is, uh, Spore actually always wanted us to play fast. I mean, last year, I haven't been here for a long time, but uh, last year it was uh, one of those things that they really wanted to do is uh, try to make us play faster. And uh, I feel like if that's the case this year, I'll be able to help. If not, you know, I'll, I'll help in different ways, and that's it. Some are already, already calling you Point Jovic on, uh, on on Twitter and other places because uh, there, there may be a need for a little bit more point guard play. want to finish this. We really appreciate Nikola Jovic joining us here on Five on the Floor. You're not a rookie anymore, obviously. I guess you don't have to carry the bags, do any of that kind of stuff. I mean, how, what are other ways that your, you, your life has changed over the past year from – where you were coming in here as a rookie and I mean just even getting to know the city of Miami do you have favorite spots that you know to go now like how much more comfortable are you? Uh, I feel a lot more comfortable you know uh, just new country new team new everything new league uh, it was not easy last year it was not easy and I talked about it a lot but you know as a man you need to just you know continue growing and be better and uh, this year I feel I feel like I'm home which is a weird feeling, but I feel like I'm home even though I'm here for one year, you know, and that's it. What were your final grades when you got your high school? You got the high school diploma now, right? Yeah. Uh, we do grades one through five, so it's there. I cannot really, like, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's different. All right. Let me just sneak one in. I was going to ask you about, there's a like viral picture of you and when Jimmy has 56 points and you're kind of in awe looking up the scoreboard. Can I just ask you what was going through your mind when you were looking up at that? Uh, funny thing is, uh, it was after he hit the step back three, I think so. And uh, the funny thing was to me was he's he doesn't shoot threes, but he was dribbling, I think, on the left side on the court with the right hand, doing the step back with the right hand, and picking it up. And I was just looking at the replay. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> he just he just came up with that that thing like right away. Yeah. So he, I was just like. Yeah, you he was just. Work on that one? Uh, not on that one. I've seen him work on a lot of things, but not on that one. Well, we appreciate you you joining us. I know a lot of Heat fans are excited about this year. They're talking about you having like star potentials. So I know that's the place that you want to get to. But 237 pounds, we got the big answer today, right? So, uh, congratulations to Nikola Jovic. Hey. <laughs> All right, thanks a lot. We'll be back on Five on the Floor. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.